This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Pesavento, and each week we share mindset tips and real estate investing strategies to help you take your business and your investment portfolio to the next level. Today is no different. We've got Christian Batchelder in the studio today. How are you doing today, Christian? Pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, excited to have you because I think you're in a unique position where you are working in the real estate space, you're starting to build some semi-active, uh, semi-passive type strategies for creating that income to be able to you know, really have that financial independence. So we're going to get into some things about what you're doing today uh, and what other people can do if they're in a similar type position. So you ready to dive into things? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. So before we get into the juicy stuff, why don't we start out by looking back at earlier in your life, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Uh, that's a great question. Um, I had a little bit of a unique journey into real estate and just investing minded uh, mindedness in, in general. Um, I was a chemical engineer. I uh, graduated from UC Berkeley. And it was funny. I like to tell a story because it was actually real estate that even allowed it to happen, although I didn't realize it at the time. Um, my mom, when I was young, just did the, the the American thing and bought a house, right? Very average house, you know, nothing crazy, but the equity that she built over, you know, three, four, five years in that house actually allowed her to cash out and pay for my first year at Berkeley, which is really cool. So I like mm. telling people that real estate actually got me to where I am. Um, just, I didn't know it yet. Um, but obviously graduated from UC Berkeley, did yeah. not like the industry, um, wanted to be in something where, you know, I didn't have, uh, maybe a, an income cap or I didn't have a kind of a box that I had to fit in, in the corporate world. Um, so turned my, turn my, uh, my pursuits towards real estate. I was a real estate agent, um, became a broker. I'm a loan officer, now a broker. Um, and I'm also an insurance agent as well. So kind of this whole one-stop shop idea, of, you know, if you come to us, pretty much anything revolving around real estate, we probably service, um, which is a, it's a unique concept, but you know, we call it the one brokerage because we want to be exactly that, right? One-stop shop of somewhere you can come for everything you need. So you're, what you're saying is that your mom, you didn't grow up with a ton of money, but your mom put some money into a house, started really having that forced savings plan of being 100%. able to park that money away. And eventually she was able to pull that back out. And that was what was able to support you on going and getting educated and kind of go on the path that you eventually now landed on, which is totally different than what you went to school for. Oh, absolutely. But I, I will still say, obviously, the things that I did learn, you know, anytime you're in kind of an educational environment. I mean, people can say you wasted, you know, four years of education of a really good education. I don't view it that way, right? I learned things pursuing a different field that I still utilize today, right? I mean, I take those, that, that logic mindedness and, you know, right now I'm underwriting, you know, mortgage guidelines and running profit and losses on properties, but I was doing chemical formulas, right? It's the same thing, just a different, you know, a different result at the end, instead of, you know, conversions and, and, you know, reactions, now it's profit and losses and cash flow, right? Yeah. So I think today's strategy really speaks to the investor who is in a position where maybe they're making great income, maybe they're not, 
but what they are making is enough to be able to save some money to start putting that away little by little and really taking control of kind of your financial world and being able to put yourself in that position. So let's talk a little bit about this idea uh, that you've been really starting to implement in your own life and how that can be a great vehicle for people to be able to create financial independence and wealth in the future. Yeah, hundred um, percent. This is gonna. It, it has some shock value when you first hear, it, but we've really been preaching whether it's clients of ours or people who come to us just for financial counseling um, of this idea of one house a year, and that could be one house every two years, one house every three years. It doesn't really matter the year part. The the what does matter is you're investing into a vehicle in real estate. And obviously I'm biased. I work in the real estate industry, but the way the tax code is set up in America, the way that, you know, it's, it's, there's preferential treatment for real estate investors versus a stock investor from a tax perspective. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of the people, most likely the listeners of this podcast who, you know, maybe they're looking for alternative investments. Maybe they're, you know, they're dumping 10, 15, 20% of their paycheck into a 401k, right. That isn't tax exempt. It's tax deferred to a later period of time. Um, but instead, if they were to take, you know, 10, $15,000 a year, right? Something, somebody making hundred K 10% is going into your 401k. If that were to go into a property instead, and I want to say this clearly, you can create a 15 or 30 year retirement plan, right? Through real estate that leads to not tax deferred income in retirement, but tax free income. And it's by, you know, any, any, if anybody follows Robert Kiyosaki or, you know, those type of people, it's it's based upon the idea that you don't pay tax on debt. So what <laughs> no you're really risk. saying here, Christian, is you're essentially saying, hey, for those people who maybe aren't in this bracket of making three, four, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollars a year, they're not in the bracket where all of their money is going to go into passive income and they're going to focus on creating uh, wealth through fully passive income. What you're really saying is for those people who maybe are, you know, they're up and coming, they're looking to figure out, Hey, how can I stash away some money that I have today? And how can I get the biggest leverage on those dollars? And in, and, and they're willing to exchange time for that type of return profile that what you're saying is you can actually go and buy a house a year, a house every couple of years and start stashing cash first year down payment, but then also have that renter be able to pay down that mortgage, which over a long enough period of time, you're going to build up equity. And that's going to put somebody in a situation where they'll have financial independence in the future. Correct. And that's, it's, it's based on the idea of delayed gratification, right? And the, the concept is it's not even necessarily, you know, a lot of people buy real estate for cash flow or, you know, immediate advantage right now. Your 401k doesn't have that, right? There's no immediate advantage that a 401k yep. gives you right now. The idea is replacing that with, hey, if I can create a 20-year plan, let's say, right? I buy a house today that if you put it on a 20 or 30-year mortgage, it's paid off in 20 or 30 years. Take all the cash flow out, take all the tax savings out, take all of the benefits that real estate takes out. If you just have a paid off asset in 30 years with the rents appreciation, say if it rents for $1,500 a month right now, it's probably gonna rent for 2,000 or 2,500 a month you know, in 10 years, right? Because rent appreciates the same way that real estate does. But the concept would be you have a paid off asset in retirement now, you can go take that asset, take it to any bank, and you can do a cash out refinance, say that house is worth, let's just play some numbers here. Let's say you bought a $300,000 house, you put 10% down, that's 30,000. Okay, you bought a second home, or maybe you lived in it for a year, moved out, whatever loan product you used. Let's say you put 30,000 down. Okay, that's 
30% on a $100,000 salary, right? Towards maybe a 401k. That's a lot, but let's say you do it every two years, right? The concept is 30 years from today, you have what you paid for 300,000. Maybe it's worth 500 now. You can do a cash out refinance and go get 300 or 400,000. And that's your one year earning in retirement. So imagine if I could tell you, you stash $30,000 for in a down payment right now, and that could lead to you having $400,000 in your first year of retirement. Most people take that deal, especially when you consider it's not taxed, especially when you consider that debt is going to be paid by a renter, right? And if you do that every year, you can have every single year, 30, 30 years removed from when you bought, subsidized in your retirement. So the property you buy today, this is 2022, you want to be on a 30-year plan. In 2052, you would refinance the house you bought today. In 2053, you'd refinance the house you buy next year. In 2054, and so on, right? So you could, you could theoretically, very realistically, turn a hundred to a $200,000 a year salary into four to $500,000 a year in tax-free income in retirement. That's yeah. pretty powerful. What I like about sharing this vehicle is just a concept is that once you realize this idea that what we're really wanting to focus on is planting the seed. Correct. And there's a lot of different kinds of seeds that we can plant. And if we're thinking about our financial, uh, our financial farm or our financial garden, we're going to want to plant some different types of seeds. And you're going to want to understand, well, which of these different seeds are going to be the kind that's going to serve me the best longest term. And we don't have to stick with that seed for our whole life. We can work our way up to changing to different strategies that help us at different times. Absolutely. And in particular, what I like about this, Christian, is if somebody has $10,000 or in the case that you mentioned here, $30,000, they can't invest with me. They can't invest in a 250-unit multifamily apartment. Absolutely. Now, at some point in the future, maybe they can get involved uh, through some other type of offering where we can bring people in with smaller amounts. But realistically, that's a pretty small amount of money, and we grow money over a longer period of time. So for people with bigger money, whose their greatest skill is making money versus knowing how to multiply it, knowing how to manage it, because then you're in this position where you can actually start building and planting that seed, and you're really just exchanging your time and your equity today in order to create this long-term big chunk of money in the future. Correct. And if you're making $100,000 a year right now, and you're going to have $400,000 when you refinance that in the future in retirement, you're going to be in an amazing place because even Absolutely. with inflation, the quality of your life is going to be better. And even to double down on that, once they're in retirement, they can take that four or $500,000 that they're able to generate and still do something with you. Right. Absolutely. So this thing that may be unaccomplishable in their current situation right now, this could be the, the key to the door down the road. Right. I mean, this could be something that unlocks the ability to go invest with you and go buy a 200 unit apartment complex. Right. And what's important to me is not whether people can get involved investing with me or even in the type of things that I can do. We can serve a certain uh, type of person or a person with a certain amount of money and we can add value to people at any level. Absolutely. It's just the ability to be able to serve as many people, it can be difficult. And so you get so much leverage by this. And this is something we talk about a lot on here is we talk about the idea of making money versus the idea of multiplying money, money versus the idea of managing money. And a lot of people who are making sub 100,000, they're heavily focused on managing money. Yeah. And it could be a great skill that allows you to save more money. But 
what you need to do instead of focusing on managing that money, you need to actually focus on making more of it. And by doing what Christian's talking about, you actually put yourself in a position where you're able to make more money while you're still running and doing what you're traditionally doing, but it's actually beginning that process of multiplying it. So it's not hundred percent passive, but you're all able to put in management that can help support this. So Christian, if somebody wanted to go down this path, they wanted to start learning, how are they going to really understand this vehicle and understand how to get involved in it? What would be some of those first steps of those things that they would need to do to make that decision? Hey, this is a vehicle I want to get in and I want to use it as one of them to get to financial independence. Of course. First step, obviously, is you got to have some funds, right? You can't buy. I know there's creative financing and subject to in these ways that a lot of, you know, masterminds are teaching you you can buy property with no with no money down. But conventionally speaking, you got to have money to buy a property. Right. You just it's, you got to have money to make money. So in the in the situation of somebody, you know, making 50 to 100 K. I would say heavily pivot your your current environment to finding moments of arbitrage in your life. And that's a term that I'm trying to coin that, you know, for instance, I have I have two cars, right? I only can drive one of them, right? I have my old car that I used to own and I, I have a new car that I bought. That's an arbitrage opportunity because I could throw that new one on Toro and I could still not really have a decrease in the quality of my life driving my old car, Right. And that could be, you know, I have a car that may turn for two or 300 bucks a day. What you're talking about is for people who don't, are not winning in the making money, you're giving them some other options. Let's Correct. skip that and move okay. on to, <laughs> on to what actions they need to take once they have that money. Cause Absolutely. there's a lot of ways, create a side hustle, start doing some consulting. There's a ton of different things mm-hmm. on how to get there. Once you're there, once you've saved up that money, then what does somebody do? Yeah, obviously coming to coming to a mortgage broker, understanding what you can qualify for, but not just as simple as, you know, what can I buy? Let me go buy it. It's I I believe the strongest thing that you can have is your team, your network, your 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 point of references, your advisory council, right? Coming to somewhere that understands a market, that can target a property that, you know, a lot of realtors don't even understand the demographics of the market they work in. Right. So understanding like, hey, are people moving to or away from this area? Right. What's the job, you know, uh, uh, consistency in this market? Right. What type of jobs are coming to the area? Is this something that's going to support long term growth? Right. Those type of markets, if you invest there and you have this 30 year plan, that's going to be something that is makes it you got to really mess up to lose with that. Right. That's investing in you know, Amazon in the nineties or early two thousands, whenever it went public, right. That's where like, Hey, th- these guys are onto something. Right. Um, so obviously, I mean, once you have that money deploying it, so many people, you know, America is a very saving heavy country, in my opinion, you know, people get fascinated with growing the zeros at the end of their bank account, but you know, inflation, I mean, right now we're recording this in 2022 inflation's seven, 8% right now you're, you're losing every dollar that's in your bank account, right? You got to make yeah. 7% to break even. Right. And there's not many great guaranteed investments that make 7%. So if you can invest in an asset class that has multiple different ways to, to, to equalize that, whether it's tax savings, cash flow, long-term appreciation, you you have to deploy it. I mean, that's a long answer to ask, to answer your question, deploy it would be my answer, right? You got the cash. It does no good as if you didn't, you know, it's the same way as if you didn't have it, if you're not using it. Yeah. I think just to fill in some of the gaps there for, for each of you guys is, if you're looking to go down this path, one, you got to set that 
target of how much money you're going to need to buy the property. Correct. Two, you're going to want to get that team together. And then three, you're going to want to actually start educating yourself so that you know when you've found a good opportunity because buying something for 20% more than it's worth is not going to be a good deal. Long-term over 30 years, you're probably going to be fine. That's what's great about this type of strategy is it's low risk as long as you buy right and low risk as long as you have a good team around you who can help support and not just any team. It can't just be anybody. It has to be people who really understand Real estate's local, they understand investments, and they're going to be able to help support you because at the end of the day, the buck's going to stop with you. This is not a strategy where the team is going to get paid based on success. They're getting paid regardless of whether you succeed. So in order to do a strategy like this, you really do need to educate yourself. And that's why working with and finding the right team members who understand this stuff and then learning what's the path towards getting there uh, is going to be key to success. 100%. And I mean, if you, the the simplest things can completely train wreck an investment strategy. I mean, for instance, once you get, you know, once your debt to income is, is out of whack, you can't buy property anymore. If you go to a bank, they won't let you, you don't qualify, right? Once you own more than, so if you have this one year, uh, uh, one house a year strategy, after 10 years, you can't buy anymore, right? 10 is the conventional loan limit. You just can't get another property. You got to be able to go find an alternative lending solution. You got to go be able to find, you know, non-conventional financing or creative financing, whatever that case may be. So, and that's all draws it back down to your network, right? Whether it's the realtor knowing your locality, the lender knowing your financing options, you know, even with insurance, you got, I mean, you got to make sure you can rebuild it if your house burns down, right? Like you did all this work to save up money, put it down. Can you make it, can you get it back up again? So if it, if it, falls down, right? If there's a flood, if there's a fire, if there's an earthquake. Um, so fully bringing that network together and making sure you're getting advisory points from the people who are in that position for a reason. If you're doing that and surrounding yourself with the, in the right rooms with the right people, you're going to, you're going to have a much higher likelihood of success. Yeah. I think that's so key. And so what we talk about at the investor mindset is really when it comes to naming your number, It really starts with first picking your passive income number, knowing how much you want to have when in the future. And that number, typically, I think the easiest way to figure it out is what's your expenses today or what's it cost to live? And let's double it so you can create a better life in the future so that you can live uh, uh, with a feeling of abundance and so that your money can continue working for you. And then two is really setting that compelling vision. What does life look like? Why do I want this? Why is it so important? And then three is actually getting access to the vehicles. And what we're talking about right now is one of those vehicles. And one of the key pieces of getting access to the vehicles is getting in community. So surrounding yourself with other like-minded people who you can share stories about what's working and learn from, but also being able to build that team of advisors, which is what Christian is talking about. So Christian, I know you're on the path towards financial independence. I know that, you know, you're working uh, on building that you are in a position where you are really, uh, you're working, you're making a difference for people, you're making an impact in their life, and you're starting to buy those rental properties Mm -hmm. that are going to allow you to be able to create that passive income. So tell us, uh, about how do you think about this path towards financial independence? What is it that you're focused on uh, creating in order to be able to get there? Yeah, 100%. So I, I, exactly what I'm sharing here was my step. So I, I didn't buy a property until my business was stabilized, right? So the people who are buying property like to immediately get 
enough cash flow to exit their W2. I didn't think about it like that. I built a business that created enough income to allow me to invest and start scaling that growth. So my first five years being a realtor or lending, like I didn't scale. I didn't exponentially increase because I was establishing that basis, that foundation of my, of my pyramid, so to speak. Right. And as you're able to set that ground, you know, it's just like building a house, right? You got to set a really stable foundation, then you can start getting creative, but there's not a whole lot of creativity that goes into foundation. You got to have it be strong. You got to have it be sturdy. Right. So in terms of my path, I obviously built my business a few years back, what, four or five years ago, I started buying property and I bought with these exact same things in mind. I bought in growing markets, right? I bought where people want to live. I bought, I buy in vacation destinations, right? And my path towards that financial freedom, so to speak, is have a, an entire, whether that's a, a network, you know, I, I employ, you know, people from different fields, different, uh, uh, you know, communities, my real passion that comes from what I do is being able to employ honestly and provide opportunities for people that mean a lot to me. So for instance, I employ my best friend that I grew up with, right? Mm. I employ my college roommate, right? I employ a lot of their friends. And it's because I built a community that allows people to flock to it and really, really, really promotes growth. And I know this is more on the business side than the investment side, but those things can merge because you're, you're, relationships can become your investments, right? I mean, every, every friendship that I has, has, has returned an exponential amount when they're helping me build a company together, right? Or there, maybe one of them brought me an opportunity to buy a house. And it goes back to the same thing. If you just around the right people, that's why masterminds exist. That's why real estate meetups exist. You're never going to know who brings a, a listing that may be exactly what you're looking for. Right. Yeah. I think that's so big. So what I want to do here is we've talked about kind of the vehicle in depth that you've used and that's been really helpful and valuable for you and kind of starting to establish this, but knowing that you're not yet at financial independence, you're not at that point where your passive income that you do nothing to do to manage mm-hmm. is at that point of covering all of your expenses. Let's just go through the process so people can understand how this really works and see it so they can understand, hey, how could I actually use that vehicle as well? So with that in mind, tell us what's your current expenses to live right now so we can back into what that passive passive income number needs to be. Sure. Um, So I actually have a a house hack situation going. So I live in a house with other people to limit my primary expenses. So I'm kind of the, I don't know, David Green's my business partner. He like literally wrote the house hacking like the whole book. Right. So very, my actual personal expenses are very, very, very low. I mean, I'm talking sub sub 2000 a month, right? So 2000 per month Mm -hmm. would be your current expenses, but let's say that you're not house hacking. So what would it cost to live in your local area? Probably five to 6,000, I would say would be, would be a fair amount. So it'd be about five, five to 6,000. So Mm -hmm. With that in mind, the reason we double it is so that we can live a life bigger and better. You might not want to house hack your whole life. So we want to think about what are those strategies that are going to kind of get us there. So that really puts your number. I mean, do you think it's 5,000 or do you think it's six? Probably six. Let's say six. So that makes your passive income number, naming your first number, the simplest version of passive income at $12,000 per month. So in order to be able to get there, you're going to need to create investments that are going Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. What is the life going to look like 
Christian, once you've hit that point, you're a lot like me. I can tell you're a mission-driven guy. I don't expect you to tell me that you're going to retire and never work again. But for you, what's that vision look like for what life would be like once you are financially free, once you're job optional, once the income that you're generating really puts you in this position to choose? Yeah, I've I've gotten this question a lot. And I, 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 you know, I still struggle with that, I feel, because just like you said, I'm a very goal oriented, very mission oriented person. I honestly can't imagine not working. And maybe that's my age. Maybe that's because I'm, you know, running a fairly thriving business right now. But it's, you know, like I, I want, I want to, like I said, I employ my friends. I want to bring everybody together and have an opportunity. So my, my end goal probably looks a lot like my current situation, funny enough. Um, maybe with taking a little bit more of a step back and being able to delegate you know, the actual steps that I take every day, um, you know, getting assistance and getting property managers and getting, you know, uh, other people implemented into my businesses. Um, so I'd say exactly where I am now, just taking a little bit of a step back and, you know, maybe taking a couple of vacations a year. Right. Do you mind if I use you as a really good example? Cause I 100%. think it's going to make huge, huge for, for the listeners. Yeah, go for it. You're driven by something deep down inside. You're going to want to keep working on your business no matter what. But truth is with a vision like this, passive income is never going to be important to you. You're never going to get to that point where you truly create passive income. You're going to create a very active business because you're driven by it. It's fulfilling you. But if you don't start connecting to what life, how it'll be better, then it, that doesn't mean, and there's no judgment here, right? I'm just giving no, you of course. A, I gotcha. exactly. So it's not about you going and taking vacations and, uh, or, uh, traveling the world 90% of the time and not working anymore. Like some people dude, it, that is what they want. That is like yeah, their that's dream the drive. spend time with the family. That's my mother. That's my mom and, for sure. And that's great. Like, I love those people too. I'm like you, I will when I hit my number, I will wake up the next day and keep doing what I do because I love it. But what else, how else would your life improve as a result of knowing that you're optional, knowing that you have the ability to say no to things that maybe mm. don't, you don't like? I'd say it would. Um, what would that and- feel like to be able to say no to things that you don't like? Obviously, I mean, it'd feel good. It's a, it's a good question. Um you know, I'd say, man, you got me stumped a little bit. I like it. <laughs> um, see, I, I I immediately jumped to basically what I was raised with, which, man, financial freedom means vacations. You can travel the world. And, you can do that. That could be the vision. But it's not it's not the change that you're saying. You know, the, the real change comes from, like you said, saying no to things that you don't have to do and being able to have freedom. And I feel like I, I almost move in the opposite direction of, you know, I, I want, instead of being able to say no, I just want to be asked more questions, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want, I mm-hmm. want me not, you know, to not necessarily have to say yes or no, just like ask me more, right? Let's build a new mm-hmm. business. Let's build a new opportunity. Let's employ more people. Let's, you know, be able to come on more podcasts or, or touch or, you know, influence more people. Um, that, that I feel like has a lot of staying power to me. So if you don't mind me flipping that question, I would say my, oh. my goal is to get asked more questions, not like necessarily that. say no. What I'm hearing from you is growth is a real big driver yeah. for you. So this idea of growth, it's almost as if you've got an attachment to once you hit that passive income number that you, and I don't know, I, this is my hallucination, mm-hmm. that that might stop you from growing if you were to make any changes, but I'm curious, is there anything that you do today 
that if you had all of the money that you ever needed that you'd stop doing? I've thought about this a lot. And honestly, as of right now, in 10 years, this will probably change. I'm not, you know, completely, you know, living in the clouds and just, you know, ignorant to that. Um, right now, probably no. Um, I'm, I'm very much, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you live on, you live on $2,000 a month, bro. You're telling me that if you had all the money that you needed, all the money you needed, that you wouldn't go out to eat at a nicer place. You wouldn't have someone do your laundry. You wouldn't like have somebody, you know what I mean? Like what could that be if it was? That's fair. Things like that, right. Going out and you know, I guess let me let me set shed some light on it. I've I've hit my financial freedom number, the number that I set, and I keep re-upping it. Right. So I just keep getting to a new one. So my first one was fifty thousand a month. My next one was a hundred. My next one was one hundred and fifty. Right. And I've of active income of all incomes, all sources combined. True. So this is different. Passive income is not active income. Right. If you get hit by a bus and mm-hmm. you're still alive, the passive income is what keeps paying you no matter what. Correct. So I'm not saying you're not in an amazing place and growing. Mm -hmm. But the reason that I wanted to be able to challenge you on this is because what it does for, I I believe all the listeners who hear it is for all the people inside who are thinking like, I don't know, life wouldn't really be that different. I would just do exactly the same thing that I do now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it doesn't acknowledge any of the stress or the challenges, these things that we often overlook. And when we can connect to those and, you know, as you get off and you think about some of this, it might get clear. Um, But when we can connect to those stresses, when we connect to the things that maybe we don't like, or we can start opening up our mind to start envisioning something greater, something bigger than what we have, maybe we're creating a bigger portfolio, maybe we're making a bigger impact, maybe our mission is going to be able to be bigger, we're able to reach more people, I can employ more people in my company, because I no longer so Anyways, the point of what's really valuable about getting this vision is that we're not just growing just to grow even though I'm a growth guy, number one, that's my Mm -hmm. big driver. So we share that right in common, but we can connect to something that's greater, greater than ourselves. We can make it external. One of the things that I learned talking to billionaires is that what makes them, uh, what makes very wealthy people wealthy is that they've got two things that they're focused on. They've got goals that are focused on the ego, what it does for me, how it makes me grow, how it makes me look, how it makes me feel, what kind of materialistic things I'm going to have and how I'm going to feel as a result. And then they simultaneously have something that's uh, more altruistic, more about other people, how it's going to impact them, how they're going to feel, how my family is going to feel, what kind of experiences they're going to have. And when we can connect that to our our real driving purpose and goals, what it does is it unlocks this massive amount of energy that ends up allowing us to be able to create massive wealth, both in our business actively, but also start to see where are the opportunities for me to start setting side dollars for future family. Cause you're like me, we don't have kids or I don't believe you're married. So we're not in a point where we're thinking about supporting others, but when we can start to get that into our vision for all the single people out there, recently divorced, whatever, when you can start to connect it to somebody else external, there's this huge driver that happens. So with that said, um, I think we've at least illustrated the point of why it's so important to get this vision. And then that actually allows you because you're subconsciously making these decisions already that, 
you know, using this vehicle of one house a year is really going to help get you there. And, and just tell the audience, cause you've, you've done a lot uh, in the last uh, year or two, as far as acquiring some of these properties. So share with the, with the listeners, how many properties or units you have and kind of what Absolutely. that looks like. Yeah. Um, so I, I invest mainly exclusively in single family homes on a short term rental basis. So I invest in vacation markets, uh, you know, Airbnb hot destinations. Um, I have 17 total um, split up between three states, Virginia, Florida and New and, uh, and Tennessee. Um, I, I invest in properties that I would like to be in. Right. So I'm, I'm a big believer in invest in what you know and what you want. Um, I, I you know, I'm not a, a large multifamily investor. I'm not you know, the, the quadruplex and, in you know, the urban center, um, you know, I, I want to have that extra benefit to my investment of like, you know, I've gone and spent time in my Airbnbs, right. That's an unspoken benefit that not doesn't come with every form of real estate, right? Like I can go vacation in the smoky mountains. Right. Um, so that's, that's exclusively what I've done. Obviously they, they cash flow well being Airbnbs. Um, but it's, it's more so, especially we were talking legacy, right? Being able to pass down, whether that's to a loved one, a, a kid, eventually, whatever the case may be properties that are, that, that I would want, right? Like I, I see a property that, you know, the, the ones that I've had, if I was inheriting that, that would get me excited, right? I'm, I'd say, man, look at this, this cabin in the woods or this oceanfront property in Florida. Oh, like is. these are exciting. These things get me going. Right. Um, there it is. And that's, for the that's listeners been a main driver who aren't of, of watching for the listeners who aren't watching, you know, Christian tightened up when we got into this vision question earlier, but you could see this light that was coming from him. And we thought about having people experience something that he loves passing that on to others. It's important to find those things. Cause there's something yeah. that's going to light you up as a, as a listener to understand, like, what is it that I'm doing this for? So I think that's so great, man. And it really goes to show this is a great strategy. This is a really great strategy, especially when you're in kind of a growth phase of your life. When you're at that point, you want to create more income. You want to exchange time for money. You want to be able to get the biggest leverage, meaning for every dollar and time you have invested, you get the biggest rate of return. Mm -hmm. This is a phenomenal vehicle for this time of your life. So, you know, there's been so much here. Um, would love to have you back on a little bit later to hear about some of your progress and how this vehicle is yeah, really working out. But tell us, how can listeners get in touch with you if they uh, are interested in uh, in in following up? Yeah. First and foremost, I want to thank you. I haven't been challenged like that in many of these. And that, that was actually really good for me to feel because I, you know, realizing that I may not even understand my drive is something that you may have just unlocked me a little bit there. And I'm going to, I'm going to put some more personal attention and hopefully that had some resonance with the audience who may find themselves in similar positions, but to find me, um, the one brokerage.com, um, I guess not everybody's watching, but I got the shirt on here, but, uh, the one brokerage.com all spelled out, um, is where you can find my mortgage company. That's if you're looking to submit a, an inquiry for a pre-approval, buying real estate, whatever the case may be. Um, I'm also on Instagram, TikTok, the underscore one underscore broker, the one broker all spelled out. Um, and my email is Christian at the one brokerage.com. Pretty straightforward. If you ever want to get in touch with me directly, that's where you can find me. This is so great. Really. You guys should get in touch. If you think there's any way that Christian can be of value towards the vision and mission that you guys are working on. And, and believe me, my friend, I completely understand it. I see it. I've been in that same position and heck, 
I've got people around me who are sometimes asking those hard questions or not letting me settle on the answer just to think outside of the box. And, you know, for all the listeners out there, you know, you know, personally, even myself, I was in a position where I was grinding away, building a business, doing all these things. And I had a realization at a certain point where, wow, okay, if I do get hit by that, uh, that hypothetical bus and I'm laid up in a hospital bed and I'm still living, you know, what am I going to do? How is this going to support me? And it really did wake me up because I had, you know, a life-changing experience. Somebody really close to me passed away. And when that happened, it did make this shift. And so the reason why it's so important to be able to connect deeply to that is because with that self-awareness, even if you're just peeling back that layer little by little yourself, when you can start to see inside what is the driver, uh, what is putting you in the position to have all the success you're having, you're going to be able to have even more than you're already having, and you're already doing amazing things. Plus, you'll be able to start understanding, hey, do I want to set aside some money that that makes money no matter what? So with all of that said, this is super fun. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com slash invest. Join me on that next deal. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. 